0: What is up, everyone? It's Quinn here, and in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 14 running back start sits. So, every single week 14 matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant running back, and then giving them either a start, fringe, or a sit designation. The starts are going to be the running backs you feel comfortable firing up as either your running back one or your running back two. The fringe options, more of your RB3s, flex plays, and then sits. Obviously going to be running backs that you would prefer to keep on your bench. I'll also have the wide receivers out today, uh, quarterbacks and tight ends out tomorrow. If you all enjoy the video, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel if you aren't already subscribed. But let's dive right into the Thursday night matchup. Not a pretty one here from a real-life NFL perspective. Patriots taking on the Steelers. Starting off with the Patriots... I would be pretty surprised if we see Ramondre in this game just given everything we've heard it seems like he could miss some time potentially a few weeks so with Ramondre out i think zeke is going to step into a pretty significant role with Ramondre leaving the week 13 game zeke handled a really strong workload even on a bad offense that type of workload is still definitely going to be playable as like rb2 production especially because he will be somewhat involved as a pass catcher not an overly scary matchup here against the steelers so i like zeke as a start Then I'm gonna have uh, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris as fringe options. Prior to uh, Matt Canada uh, being fired from the Steelers, it seemed like Jalen Warren was really starting to kind of gain some momentum in that backfield. I think the switch away from Matt Canada potentially opened up a spot for Jalen Warren to just really start to dominate the touches, start to pull away. We really haven't seen that over the past two weeks. Um, His usage has been fine. He just hasn't been overly efficient and hasn't gotten into the end zone. So production has slipped a little bit. Najee's been kind of what we've seen when he scores, he's solid. And when he doesn't get into the end zone, the production's typically not great. This really isn't a nice matchup here against the Patriots. Their defense has been really tough over the past few weeks. So I feel like Warren and Najee are both gonna be um, like running back three plays. So they're both going to be fringe options. Now shifting over to the Buccaneers Falcons matchup. I mean, Rashad White just continues to produce. You gotta continue to fire him up as a very strong play. Probably gonna be a running back one going forward. Then for the Falcons, Bijan Robinson really didn't have a great fantasy day, but the usage was really strong. If he continues to get the usage we saw in week 13, I like him a lot rest of season. Definitely going to be seeing Tyler Algier. This is not one of those great matchups here where I think both these running backs are going to get a ton of work on the ground. Bucks have been tough against opposing running backs, so Tyler Algier is going to be a sit for me. Looking at the Rams taking on the Ravens, Kyron Williams was back to his uh, pre-injury workload dominating the touches, dominating the usage. Um, Great work as a pass catcher. He gets the touchdown late in the game you got to fire him up as a running back one rest of season. And then for the Ravens here, I think this backfield is going to be one of the more interesting ones to watch this week. I have both Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards as fringe options. So the Ravens are coming off their week 13 bye. But in the uh, week 12 game, we actually saw Keaton Mitchell lead this team or lead the backfield in snaps, um, routes, run, carries, and targets out of the backfield. So you would assume he's the running back one, the top option. The issue is he was not involved on the goal line. Gus Edwards was. And as we've seen, you know, pretty much since J.K. Dobbins has gone down, Gus Edwards has been a great option in terms of scoring touchdowns for the Ravens. So I think both these guys are going to be relevant. I think there's a chance that Keaton Mitchell takes a big leap, right? He's a rookie coming out of the bye. He's been explosive. I do think they could shift more usage towards him. But I also think Gus Edwards is going to be involved, especially when they're closer to the goal line. So I think both these guys are like running back three plays, wouldn't feel overly confident starting either of them, but I do think both are going to be playable. Then we're going to have a divisional matchup between the Lions and the Bears kind of two different stories here with these backfields both have committees but one you want to be a part of one you don't for the lions i like jameer gibbs and david montgomery in this matchup um in the week 13 game this was the more kind of pro david montgomery game he gets into the end zone jameer gibbs rips like a super long run gets tackled at the one yard line then they throw in montgomery for that goal line touchdown Gibbs didn't have a huge day as a pass catcher, was you know pretty much a non-factor there. So that kind of led to a little bit of a disappointing day from him. But I think both these guys are gonna be nice plays as probably running back ones this week. And then for the Bears, like I mentioned, this is probably going to be a committee. We saw a pretty decent split between Khalil Herbert and uh, Roshan Johnson in the Week 12 game prior to the Week 13 bye. And that was a game where Deonta Foreman missed. I'd assume Foreman would be back for this one. It seemed like it was somewhat up in the air whether or not he'd play in Week 12. And so I think this is going to be a very gross three-headed committee. Even though the uh, Lions' defense has been giving up some points, A lot of it has been through the air. They've been pretty tough at stopping opposing fantasy running backs. So not a great matchup. Uh, Game script probably isn't going to be in their favor and a three-headed committee just gonna be out on these uh, Bears running backs this week. Now, looking at the next matchup, we have the Colts taking on the Bengals. And for the Colts, as we know, Jonathan Taylor gonna be missing some time. Zach Moss was the guy here. And I'm gonna have him as a start. I know he's coming off a not so great fantasy day, but we gotta just look a little bit deeper than you know just the fantasy number. His usage was top tier, it was elite. He had 19 carries, the only 19 running back carries. So there wasn't another running back who saw a carry he had a 70% raw participation which is great usage as a pass catcher didn't necessarily lead to a ton of targets but it could potentially in the future like that type of usage dominating the carries solid uh, raw participation that will deliver running back one production in future matchups so I'm totally cool going back to the well here on Zach Moss then for the Bengals we have Joe Mixon coming off a solid game nice touchdown performance I think there's definitely some room for optimism here with Joe Mixon and this Bengals offense moving forward. I think Browning looked a lot better than pretty much anyone could have expected. And so if he can carry this offense just a little bit, it's going to be a lot better for Joe Mixon. He's probably not going to be as inefficient as we've seen in previous weeks or maybe we're expecting and the touchdown upside could be there. So he's definitely going to be a start for me as like a running back too. I do think Chase Brown is someone to keep an eye on. Obviously, I didn't talk about him in my uh, waiver wire video because we didn't see this uh, Monday night game. He's someone I was kind of interested in heading into the season. Unfortunately, he's been banged up. I thought he could have a chance to challenge for the RB1 spot down the stretch. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but he did see some nice usage in the uh, Monday night game. He was also efficient with his opportunities. Joe Mixon hasn't been a super efficient option. So I think Chase Brown could carve out some work, and if Mixon were to go down, then I think Chase Brown does become an interesting fantasy option as like a potential Joe Mixon handcuff. So moving on from that one, we're going to have the Jaguars, who we just saw go up against the Bengals, taking on the Browns. Jaguars could be in a rough spot with no Trevor Lawrence, but I still think you fire up Travis Etienne. Had a nice bounce-back game here in Week 13 after kind of a rough stretch post-bye. Then for the Browns, I have Jerome Ford as a start, Kareem Hunt as a sit. Ford definitely hasn't been like a super high ceiling option, but he's been pretty wildly consistent at the running back position. Eleven plus PPR points in each of the last five games. I actually, think he had like 11.9 points in three straight weeks. I think it was like week 10, 11, and 12. Um, he also has 11 plus PPR points in seven of his last eight games. So he's not hitting those peak performances, but. He's given you a pretty solid baseline. He'll probably slide in as like a back-end RB2 for me this week. The carries will be split with Kareem Hunt and potentially Pierre Strong, but he's definitely their uh, clear top pass catching back there for that Browns committee. And then looking at the uh, Panthers Saints divisional matchup here, starting off with the Panthers with the uh, coaching shakeup, it definitely looks like the Panthers shifted more of the work over to Chuba Hubbard. He saw a 65% snap share. He took 24 of the 33 running back carries. I mean, 24 carries in a game is significant. And it's not like they were like, running the clock out, leading this game. This was a pretty competitive game script between them and the Buccaneers. Um, He also ran the same number of routes as Miles Sanders, so it's not like he's completely phased out as a pass catcher. Not a great matchup here against the Saints, but... The Saints team is kind of struggling. I wouldn't be surprised if this game was somewhat competitive. So I have Chuba Hubbard here as a start, more of like a back-end RB2 play. And then I'm definitely going to be uh, sitting Miles Sanders. On the other side for the Saints, definitely keep firing up Alvin Kamara. He's going to be super involved as a pass catcher and is probably going to be a running back one option moving forward. Then looking at the Texans-Jets matchup, For the Texans here, I'm actually going to be sitting both Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. It seems like this backfield has kind of regressed back to the gross committee we were kind of looking at prior to the uh, Damian Pierce injury. I do think it's a little bit surprising because Singletary played really well um, with Damian Pierce out, and Pierce really wasn't doing a ton prior to his injury, but um in week thirteen we saw Damian Pierce out carry Devin Singletary fifteen to eight. Singletary ran fourteen routes compared to uh eight for Damien Pierce and Dare Ungumbawale. Always uh struggle with that name, but it's also not great that like Singletary isn't running away with the receiving usage either and you know Pierce's eight routes isn't doing a ton. Um we did see Damian Pierce finally get into the end zone, but even with that touchdown, still barely managed to crack 10 PPR points per game. The efficiency continues to be a problem for Damian Pierce. So if this is going to be the usage between these two running backs, I do think it's pretty tough to trust either of them moving forward. On the other side for the Jets, I mean, Brees Hall just continues to like save his fantasy days, right? He'll have games where he just does nothing on the ground. The Jets offense can't do anything and he'll save it with some receiving production. If you're playing in like half point PPR or PPR leagues, we definitely haven't seen many of those high ceiling games just coming down to how bad this Jets offense has been. Seems like the quarterback position is kind of up for grabs at this point. I would prefer them go back to Zach Wilson. We did see some better games out of Brees Hall when Wilson was at the quarterback position. I definitely think he's startable, but we're definitely not getting the ceiling we could have potentially had of Brees Hall if we had Aaron Rodgers healthy at this point. So he'll be a start for me, but um, definitely not like that high end running back one that maybe we would have wanted. Um, then looking at the Vikings Raiders matchup, for the Vikings, I do think, you know, potentially up in the air here with this backfield, Currently, I have Madison listed as a fringe option. Ty Chandler is a sit. We've seen Madison lead this backfield. I do think if there was a time for them to kind of flip the usage, coming out of the bye week could be that time. Um, I just don't know if I'm banking on it. I think Madison, they have some level of trust with him. And even if Chandler's involved, I'd still expect Madison to be the uh, RB1 here, even if it is a split. Solid matchup here against the Raiders, but just can't get overly excited about this team. They're barely even favorites. I think they're like two and a half point favorites to the Raiders team. So probably not a uh, super exciting one here. On the other side for the Raiders, we know they're going to feed Josh Jacobs. You got to fire him up as a very, very strong start. Now moving over to a divisional matchup between the Seahawks and the uh, 49ers here. For the Seahawks, this backfield is kind of tough to gauge at this point just due to the injuries. Um, We know Kenneth Walker's missed a couple of games. Don't know if he's going to be good to go here. Zach Charbonnet left the, uh, was it the week 13 game? Um, early the Thursday night game. I think Pete Carroll says it was a bruise after it was a knee injury. So, Maybe he'll be good to go for this one. Right now, I have Zach Charbonnet listed as a start. We saw in the two games without Kenneth Walker, he handled a very large workload, um, got into the end zone in one of those games against the Cowboys, did not get into the end zone. I think it was against the 49ers um, on Thanksgiving. So I just think that type of usage is gonna lead to startable production. Now, if we're not getting Zach Charbonnet, we're getting Kenneth Walker. I like Kenneth Walker as a start. If we're not getting either of them, I'm probably fading this running back room. Maybe you give DJ Dallas a look as like a fringe play, but it wouldn't be pretty. And then if we're getting both of these guys, I think at best they're fringe options. I think this is going to be a split and a split On an offense that might struggle in a really tough matchup, not super optimistic about it. So we'll kind of see how this backfield progresses throughout the week. Tough to tell at this point, just with those injuries to those guys. Then for the 49ers, I mean, clearest call in this video, you fire up Christian McCaffrey as the running back one every single week. Next is going to be the Bills taking on the Chiefs. For the Bills, I think James Cook is solid as like a back-end running back to play. The one main positive change we've seen since the uh, switch up um, from the offensive coordinator spot is that James Cook has been more involved as a pass catcher I think in the two games um, since that move. So I think that gives him you know a little bit of an added floor. Also some potential ceiling there. So I like him as a start. Going to be sitting the RB2 there, Latavius Murray. They're looking at the Chiefs, I like Isaiah Pacheco as a start. They're clear running back one. Um, wouldn't be too interested in any of the other uh, running backs there for the Chiefs. Then looking at the Broncos taking on the Chargers for the Broncos, Javante Williams has had strong usage. Um, I like the matchup here against the Chargers, so I think he's a nice running back to play. Going to be sitting his uh, you know kind of backup options: Samaje Perine, Angelil McLaughlin. Then looking at the Chargers here, I have Austin Eckler listed as a start, but. It does unfortunately kind of look like we're watching the start of the fall off here for Austin Eckler. He hasn't hit double digit PPR points in any of the last three games. Um, The receiving usage on the season has been pretty disappointing. I still think he's a startable option, like I mentioned, um, but it's definitely possible he falls out of like my RB1 territory, my top 12 running backs. I just think though, in like a normal size league where you're starting two running backs a flex like i wouldn't expect you to have two better running back options or three better options including that flex spot so still think he's playable but definitely not getting the production you kind of drafted him for at this point um then looking at probably one of the better matchups if not the best matchup of the week eagles taking on the cowboys for the eagles here deandre swift left the um game against the uh 49ers a little bit early in the fourth quarter um, got hit pretty hard. If he's fine, I'm firing him up as a start. Even though we saw Kenneth Gainwell take a decent chunk of the snaps, I think a lot of that was kind of game script dependent. Wouldn't expect a blowout here in this one, but uh, who knows? The Cowboys have looked great. I still think Swift is a solid start. Sitting Kenneth Gainwell. If Swift is not able to give it a go, I would have Kenneth Gainwell as a start. They're looking at the Cowboys. Tony Pollard definitely turned it around over the past few weeks. Like him as a start, even in a tough matchup here um, against the Eagles. Then looking at the Titans taking on the Dolphins. For the Titans, Derrick Henry left with a head injury. Um, Rabel said he is not in concussion protocol, so you'd assume he'd be good to go. I'm firing him up as a start. Going to be sitting Tajay Spears. Spears would have been interesting if Derrick Henry was going to miss a game or two, but at this point, more of like a handcuff. And then looking at the Dolphins... Um, Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert are going to be nice starts for me We finally got to see like the real return from Achan not the one where he comes in takes a carry and then gets injured again Um, He logged 17 carries for 73 yards two rushing touchdowns four targets three receptions for 30 receiving yards When you look at the opportunities and like the snaps and all that It looks like Achan like pulled away from Mostert in terms of like the workload in this backfield Um, Not really the case. Most of Achan's touches came in the second half Mostert was already done. I still expect a solid split between these two moving forward. Even when HN was killing it early on, it was still a very locked-in split. I think that's what we're going to get moving forward, but I still think they're both nice um, fantasy plays. And then the final game of the week, we have the Packers taking on the Giants. For the Packers, we don't know what the uh, Aaron Jones situation is. This is going to be assuming he's not able to play A.J. Dillon has handled the solid workload in the matchups without Aaron Jones. So I think he's a fine start as a running back too. And then for the uh, Giants, obviously you're firing up Saquon Barkley, even if this offense is struggling a little bit. So that's gonna wrap it up for every single week 14 running back matchup. Hopefully this helps you guys kind of figure out your running back position. I will have my rankings out in a couple of days for the running back and wide receivers. Thank you all for stopping by. I will see you in the next one.